It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. And it's time to hear from the WIA's Vice President Lee Moyle, VK3GK, and WIA AGM News with David, the Secretary from the Bundy Amateur Radio Club, VK4 Delta November. Plus, much, much more in this edition of news from your Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm Editor Graham, VK4BB. This is the news for week commencing January 28, 2024. Who listens to radio? I'm Matthew, VK2YAP. This is VK4 Golf Romeo Bravo, Gary at Fairyland. This is Linda, VK7QP. Peter, VK8ZZ. This is Mark, VK4DMH. John, 5DJ. This is WIA Vice President Lee Moyle, VK3GK. The Ross Hull VHF UHF contest is all but over. Conditions on six metres have been amazing with consistent openings to the USA, Central and South America, Oceania, Asia and even Europe from the East Coast. Also over for another year is the Australia Day contest where we all get to swap out our VK prefix for AX if we so desire. Rules and previous year's results can be found on the WIA website Currently, Steve, VK6VZ, is planning to get operators for the 87th Beru contest. Beru is short for British Empire Radio Union, a CW contest, and it's also known as the Commonwealth contest. This year, there will be two teams, each with five operators, and the WIA will again approve the use of the WIA suffix signs for use in the contest as special HQ stations. The WIA is hoping to get every state and territory represented with Australia and HQ stations operating in the 2024 RSGB Commonwealth Contest. We are looking for operators for VK7 WIA and VK8 WIA. Please contact Alan VK2GR if interested. The ACMA recently had another assessor update online session. Again, the attendance was excellent and I would comfortably say that all assessors are awaiting the smooth transition to the new exam structure. Another is scheduled for next Friday, the 2nd of February. This session will demonstrate functionality of the new ACMA online accredited assessor portal. During this session, ACMA will outline how to use the portal to download examination papers, record examination results and provide relevant correspondence with candidates and completed examination papers to the ACMA. The WIA has a very solid working relationship with the ACMA and we are always pleased to assist ACMA as their needs arise. The WIA continue to have regular scheduled meetings with the ACMA to discuss important and relevant topics, the main being the class licence and its finer technical details which are generally addressed by our very professional WIA Technical Advisory Committee chaired by Grant Willis VK5GR. The WIA AGM will soon be upon us and it's where the awards are given out to deserving recipients that have gone above and beyond for amateur radio. If you consider someone as worthy, then please nominate them for a WIA award highlighting their contribution to amateur radio in a short brief and submit to secretary at wia.org.au. Nominations must be received no later than March 31st, 2024 to be considered. That's all for this week. For now... 7-3 from Lee, VK3GK. G'day, this is David, VK4DN from the Bundy Amateur Radio Club. 
Just a quick update about the huge WIA convention and Hamfest happening this year on May the 4th and the 5th in Bundaberg. We're thrilled to announce that table bookings are now available for you to sell your used radio and electronic equipment. This is a great opportunity to declutter your shack and find good homes for your unwanted gear. Whether you're into vintage radios, cutting-edge transceivers, or experimenting with the latest SDR technology, there's a spot for you at the Bundaberg WIA Convention and Hamfest. The event promises to be a great opportunity to buy and sell new and used equipment, but also an amazing weekend for visitors to the Bundaberg region. Network with other amateurs from all over Australia and from as far as New Zealand who will be attending the weekend. To secure your spot, book your table now. Spaces are limited, so get in early. So VK stations, mark your calendars for May the 4th and 5th and book your tables for the 2024 Bundaberg WIA Convention and Hamfest. This is David, VK4DN from the Bundy Amateur Radio Club, 73. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now with international news, Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. Leading international news this week from Region 1, Chris Deacon, Golf 4, India Foxtrot X-Ray, has been awarded a PhD from the University of Bath after completing research on propagation. His thesis was entitled Radio Propagation Through Ionospheric Sporadic E. This part-time work over many years involved looking at sporadic E on 6 metres, including making novel measurements of signal amplitude, phase and derived Doppler, polarisation and potentially time delay to discover the nature of sporadic e-propagation at VHF. This year's British Science Week runs from the 8th to the 17th of March with the theme of time. This event is a fantastic opportunity to raise awareness of amateur radio across the UK and for our G friends, the RSGB has some great activity ideas you could try at your local school, scout or guiding group or even local youth club. In a similar idea of promoting our hobby, the RSGB is looking for four licensed radio amateurs to help raise the profile of wireless communication amongst young people across the UK. RSGB say they have had a good response, but would still like to hear from prospective volunteers in Northern Ireland and Wales. These volunteer youth country representatives will represent the RSGB at externally organised events and will plan and deliver outreach activities. 603T Somalia. Now that's a call sign we can't tell you when you may hear it on the bands. During operational news with Felix VK4FQQ, he's always super careful not to promote a lot of D expeditions which tend to never make it on air, let alone to their destination. This de-expedition is supposedly planned for the Horn of Africa, Somaliland, is one of the five states that make up the de facto country called Somalia, a difficult territory that's never been spared from war and famine. An exciting and complicated de-expedition in a turbulent territory and not always easy to activate. The date is to be advised for security reasons, According to Club Log Rankings, Somalia ranks 53rd on the Most Wanted list and with various requests on digital modes, 
NA and JA areas, 6 metres and low bands. The 6032T website is currently being prepared, but check out the Facebook group DX Explorer. Radio Help Wanted. Must like geysers, bison and helicopter rides. Occasionally, the ARRL letter shares job postings that may be of interest to radio amateurs. And this one may be the most scenic job yet. Yellowstone National Park is looking for three radio technicians, according to posts on the park's social media and a listing on the USA Jobs website. Maybe beyond the reach of most of we VK hams, but an interesting position nonetheless. The job listing says that the electronics technician radio positions are located in Yellowstone National Park in the technology services radio shop within the administrative division. There's even a provision for a hazard duty pay for mountaintop repeater helicopter flights and tower climbing. On Facebook, the park has had some fun with their post. Does your idea of taking your career to new heights involve flying in a helicopter to 10,000 foot peaks? How about hiking, snowmobiling and even skiing your way to telecom sites? Well, do we have a job for you? We're hiring not one, but three, yes three, electronic radio technicians, it says. The lucky three who are hired for these positions will have their work cut out for them. The system has eight repeaters, more than 20 base stations, 500 mobile and 1,000 portable radios, all in a national park with 500 geysers and 5,900 American bison. Still in the US, country music station K95.5 suddenly and unexpectedly went silent on the 15th of January, its tower in ruins in a field not far from its Oklahoma studio. As the Choctaw County Sheriff's Office began its investigation, Will Payne of the Payne Media Group, which owns the station, assessed the scene, which he described in a Facebook video, as one of catastrophic damage. The video showed the tower down in the field, its guy wires cut as a means of taking its top section down. The nearby generator had been totaled, wires were ripped out everywhere, The transmission lines containing a wealth of copper on the inside had been cut in several places. Thieves once again seeking copper. For VK1 WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We are VK1 WIA. Now, operational news with VK4 FUQ. Felix. Hello there. Ross Memorial Contest. Running on VHF and above for just a couple of days. Yes, ends the end of January. You nominate the best seven-day or two-day period per category. ARRL DXCW contest February 17-18. Use only the 160, 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 metre bands. New for 2024 is the limited antenna overlay. Any single operator or single operator unlimited entrant can enter. Using the limited antennas overlay. Operation is limited to the use of single element antennas such as a single vertical end-fed wire or a single dipole antenna no more than 50 feet above the ground at its highest point. The antennas may cover multiple bands. As in the case of multi-band verticals and dipoles with fan or trap constructions. New Zealand's Jock White Memorial Field Day will be 24-25 February 2024. 
The rules have been tweaked slightly and are now up on the NZIRT website. Overseas contacts now score the same points as ZL contacts. ARRLDX phone contests March 2 and 3. Use only the 160, 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 meter bands. DX CQ Pride 2024 Special Event CQ Pride will be transitioning from a contest format to a week-long event with several special event call signs for you to log. From Friday, June 7th, over 200 hours UTC to Monday, June 17th, over 200 hours UTC, the call signs of Pride will be operating on various bands and modes. When you make contact with all four of the LGBT stations, the QSL cards join together to form a poster celebrating Pride. Representing the L of LGBT is station N6L, then N6G, N6B, and finally the letter T is N6T. Of course, the big one to listen and work, VI 2024, Pride. Clipperton Island, TX5S. Look for TX5S QRV for 16 days from January 17. On 160 to 6 metres using CW, SSB, RITI, FT8, 6 metre EME and active on various birds. QSL via the TX5S instructions. Jordan. NART. JY5IB has been active on 30 metres using FT8 around 0300 hours to 0400 hours Zulu. QSL direct to home call JY51B. Argentina. Members of Amstead Argentina are QRV as LU7AA and with other call signs until January 28, celebrating the 34th anniversary of the launch of satellite LO19. Activities on all bands using CW, SSB, SSTV, UHF voice and on FM satellites. QSL direct to LU7AA. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ in Ingham. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In southwest Western Australia, it can be heard on 160 metres on 1845 kHz at 0600 local time during summer and 0700 local time during winter. I'm Phil, VK6 Golf X-Ray in Kijikana. Media Watch, I'm Graham again, and why do we need Short Wave 2? Author Kim Andrew Elliott, writing in RadioWorld.com, argues that radio is the ultimate internet circumvention tool. Why? Because of the internet's ability to move uncensored news and opinions within nations and across boundaries. It was seen as a transformative tool for democracy, but soon enough, regimes developed methods to block information they did not want coming into their countries. Prominent among these, China's Great Firewall and Iran's Halal Internet. Circumvention tools and VPMs have emerged to allow access to websites and platforms that have been blocked, but circumvention tools work only as long as data is on the lines. Radio is the ultimate internet circumvention tool because it's not the internet, and this brings us to Shortwave 2. Shortwave 2 won't reach the audience of millions as in the heydays of Shortwave decades ago. It will reach those who seek 
comprehensive, reliable, credible information. This audience will be technically inclined, radio amateurs, hobbyist shortwave listeners, scholars, technology enthusiasts and government and military personnel with access to receivers. They'll pass on the information they've received to the larger audience. In the meantime, it's suggested international broadcasters should not close any more transmitting sites. They're essential facilities to relay information when the internet is blocked, which will happen in more places, more frequently and more thoroughly. On those transmitters, text should also be broadcast, at least weekly, and this will enable early adopters to become familiar with the concept and will also get the attention of receiver manufacturers and shortwave developers. Shortwave 2. Read Kim Andrew Elliott's article in RadioWorld.com. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3FFF. And a very good day to you. Worldwide special interest groups, astronomy and wireless weather. Tuesday's strong double solar flare. What are the odds? January 23rd, two sunspots separated by 500,000 kilometres erupted simultaneously. NASA's Solar Dynamics Observatory recorded the double ultraviolet flash and the combined intensity of the two explosions reached category M5.1. This is called a sympathetic solar flare. Sympathetic flares are pairs of flares that occur almost simultaneously in different active regions, not by chance, but because of some physical connection. A statistical analysis of such flares in 2002 proved that they are real and linked by magnetic loops in the sun's corona. An even bigger 40-year study of sympathetic flares found that the pairs can be separated by more than 90 degrees in latitude. Tuesday's sympathetic flare caused a shortwave radio blackout over Australia and Indonesia. Ham radio operators and mariners may have noticed a loss of signal at frequencies below 30 MHz for as much as 30 minutes after the flare's peak. Worldwide special interest groups, digital. IO 117 Code of Conduct. A group of amateurs who regularly work the IO-117 satellite has worked to develop a code of conduct for using this popular digipeating resource. The purpose of the IO-117 code of conduct document is to provide suggested operational guidelines that will hopefully optimise everyone's access to the limited resource single-channel digipeter aboard IO-117. If better messaging discipline can be adopted, as well as a better understanding of what operating techniques improve or diminish the success of a station's transmission being digipeated by IO117, then the entire group of operators on an individual pass will benefit from implementing these standards. The Code of Conduct includes Listen More, Transmit Less. Stations should use the minimum power necessary to access the satellite and avoid calling CQ more than once every five minutes. And digital SMS from space. 
Newly launched Starlink satellites have successfully been put to the test, making text messaging from space a reality for SpaceX. The test of the Direct2Device or D2D service took place on the 10th of January using the network of T-Mobile USA. The company declared shortly afterward the system works, adding that it has partnerships as well with mobile operators in Australia, Japan and Canada. Commercial availability is expected to begin later this year and the company is hoping voice, data and service for the Internet of Things will commence in 2025. Apple's iPhone already makes this service available with the iPhone 14 in partnership with satellite operator Globalstar. Worldwide special interest groups, Final Frontier, Microwave Ambitions for Golf Satellites. Zach Metzinger, N0ZGO AMSAT Director and Volunteer Engineer, says AMSAT did have microwave capabilities in earlier satellites such as AO10 and AO40 and only a 1.2 GHz downshifter on the newer CubeSats, that is, the Fox series of satellites. Golf, Greater Orbit Larger Footprint satellites are currently under development. Golf T is the first of these satellites and is the technology demonstrator for the Golf series, which is, in turn, the successor to the Fox satellites. Golf T will have more capability as AMSAT increase the capability and functionality of our satellites, including adding microwave bands. Golf T will have the usual 2-metre uplink and 70-centimetre downlink bands, but it will also have a 10 gigahertz downlink transmitter. AMSAT also uses an S-software-defined radio. This will enable many simultaneous uplink bands, for example 1.2, 2.4 and 5.7 gigahertz, etc., the whole system is very flexible. For example, the microwave antenna will support frequencies from 1 GHz to 26 GHz. All ham Axiom crew launched for commercial visit to ISS with retired NASA astronaut Michael Lopez Alegria, KE5GTK, and Italian co-pilot Walter Velladai, IU0RWB, at the controls, flanked by Turkish mission specialists Alpa Jezo Avci, KJ5DIY, and Marcus Want of Sweden, KJ5COO, a SpaceX Falcon 9 thundered to life and climbed away from historic pad 39A at the Kennedy Space Center atop a brilliant jet of flaming exhaust. Adding to the spectacle, the booster's first stage, heralded by twin sonic booms, flew itself back to a rocket-powered landing at the Cape Canaveral Space Force Station, chalking up SpaceX's 43rd landing in Florida and its 265th overall. A few minutes later, the Crew Dragon capsule was released to fly on its own. SpaceX Chief Engineer Bill Gersten-Mayer radioed congratulations to the crew on a great ride to orbit. He said, I think you're demonstrating the ultimate in reuse, a reused commander, reused dragon and a reused falcon. Worldwide special interest groups, internet, the ham's domain. 
The FCC is giving greater privileges on 6 gigahertz to very low power devices. The spectrum will become home of Internet of Things. IOT. The rules for short distance operation over high connection speeds take effect on the 4th of March. Businesses including Amazon, Microsoft, Hewlett-Packard and Google have been eager to make use of this part of the spectrum, which will become a home for IOT or Internet of Things applications. These include wearable devices, short-range mobile hotspots, healthcare monitors, virtual reality devices and in-car connectivity. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Maritime Amateur radio operators will have an opportunity to contact the USS Iowa during the ship's 81st anniversary celebration. USS Iowa BB-61 is permanently moored at the National Museum of the Surface Navy in San Pedro, California and was first commissioned during World War II on February 22, 1943. The on-air event will be held on February 22nd from 1600 to 2400 UTC. The Battleship Iowa Amateur Radio Association, Biara, will activate NI6BB, the ship's original call sign, using Biara's amateur gear and a circa 1980s legacy station with an ANURT23 transmitter and an R. 1051G URR Navy Receiver. To help operators looking for NI6BB, the band plan shown in this week's WIA National News Text Edition on wia.org.au has been suggested to qualified associate operators. These bands have been screened to minimise conflict with other modes or known nets but are subject to change due to existing traffic, contests or band conditions. FT8 or FT4 operations will be on the standard frequencies for those modes. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Young Timers, Yota. Here's Alec. Thank you, Bruce. Great ideas don't just grow in our own backyards. In the USA, the Carol Perry Educator of the Year and the Gordon West Ambassador of the Year Awards will be presented at the 2024 Orlando Hamcation in February. Louis Malchik, N2RQ, is the recipient of this year's Carol Perry Educator of the Year Award. Malchik is co-founder of the ARRL School Club Roundup, of which he's been active with for more than 25 years. He formerly taught chemistry at Brooklyn Tech High School, where he's an advisor to the school's amateur radio and wireless tech club. Malchik is the trustee for the Stoy Vesant High School Amateur Radio Club, chairperson of the Long Island Mobile Amateur Radio Club Education Committee, and has participated in five ARISS contacts. He spent his lifetime educating children and adults about amateur radio. The 2024 Gordon West Ambassador of the Year Award winners are Fred, AB1OC, and Anita Camara, AB1QB. The Camaras hold amateur extra-class licenses and are active in the Nashua Area Radio Society promoting amateur radio instruction, youth outreach, and STEM education. Together, they've created and helped grow Ham Boot Camp, a program encouraging more than 900 hams to learn new skills. Their participation in STEM activities includes high-altitude balloon launches, fox hunts, 
and ARISS contacts for many schools. Hamcation has been sponsored by the Orlando Amateur Radio Club, W4PLB, since 1946 and is held annually on the second weekend of February. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Alec, VK2MV in Sydney. Thanks, Alec. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F from sunny Bendigo. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the ACT region. That can be heard on our Mount Janini repeaters, 146950, 438.050 at 0900 local time every Sunday. I'm Amanda. VK1 Whiskey X-Ray. It's a date, 2024, and clubs are more than welcome to email text with audio for this section. Details of all the WIA-affiliated clubs and societies can be found on the WIA website, including email addresses and website links. Our website, wia.org.au. In VK5, it's the Skark History Lesson February 1 at 7.30pm, Seaford Meadows Scout Hall. VK3, it's Barg Hamfest, February 4, right next door to the Barg Club Rooms at the Ballarat Airport at 10am. VK4, Redcliffe and Districts Redfest, April 6. WIA AGM, May 4 and 5, happens in Bundaberg. Right across VK, it's National Volunteer Week, Monday the 20th to Sunday the 26th of May. VK5 Amateur Radio Experimenters Group Radio and Electronic Sale, Saturday, October 26, 10 a.m., David Roche Park, Kilbourne. VK3 Spark Rosebud Radio Fest, November 17, Eastbourne Primary School, Alambie Avenue, Rosebud. And with that, you're up to date. I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.